Welcome to the Beach Grove United Methodist Church Sermon Podcast. We are a church located in Suffolk, Virginia. Each week we post our sermons from our Sunday morning worship service. Sermon notes are linked in the podcast notes below, and you can go and open them right now and follow along as you listen to the message. Our current series is called Prayer Rocks, where we are exploring the power of breakthrough prayer, as well as some breakthrough prayers that we can all pray to call upon God to move and shake in our own spiritual life. I hope you enjoyed this week's sermon, and don't forget to stay connected. You can go and like our Facebook page, our Instagram account, subscribe to our YouTube channel, all of which are linked in the podcast notes below. Please make sure you subscribe and rate and review this podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's message, and please don't forget to share it with others. Good morning. The, the gospel today comes from Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. When you are praying, do not heap. Oh, wait a minute, I'm sorry. Pray then in this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. This is word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Holy God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each one of our hearts be holy and pleasing to you, that through your word for us this day, Lord, we would learn more about your role in our lives, more about your calling in our midst, and more about the desires that you have for this community. Amen. I invite you to take out your notes page there as we gather together this morning. Just a reminder for those of you who are joining us online, there is a link uh, to a Google document with these uh, sermon notes on them for you today. Uh, we also made sure after hearing the past couple of weeks, there are pencils in your pews for those of you who are joining us here if you wish to take your own notes. Uh, and, and, and you have a little bit of white space, so you get pencils and white space. Y'all, this is like Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, those notes are there in front of you as always. They are a point for you to be able to take, have something to take with you as well as to follow along as we go through this message today. You know, I think one of the biggest challenges that we face as Christians is this idea of separating the call of desires of God from our own selfish desires. And many of us, many of you all may be thinking, well, well, no, I feel like I'm pretty good at that. But, but if you think about it for a second, when, when we think that God is calling us to something, is it, is it necessarily God calling us to something or is it just something that we want to do? Right, we so, we so badly often have planted in our minds this image of what we want to do, of how we think things should work. And a lot of times we don't often pause and consider what in that sort of space or thinking is actually God's desire for us. Now, that thing that may be on our mind, it may be God's desire, but how do we know that if we are not intentionally engaging in prayer. 
And so as we have talked about breakthrough prayer, we have noted the way in which this prayer ritual, first of all, remember this prayer ritual does not break or replace the ways in which we currently pray for others, right? We are still encouraged to pray for others. This idea of breakthrough prayer does not replace what we call intercessory prayer, which is this way in which we pray for others in certain ways and aspects, right? We still pray for those who are sick. We still pray for those who are suffering. Um, but breakthrough prayer can help, it can help to inform the ways in which we seek God in those prayers in times of suffering, but, but breakthrough prayer is a transformational understanding of surrender. And it is this imaginative prayer ritual discipline that helps us look towards the work that God can do in our lives and in the life of our church, of the church, rather than laying before God a list of concerns and even trying to attach our own stipulations. And so what we have, remember, is this idea that breakthrough prayer, it doesn't replace those ideas of praying for others, but what it does is it adds another layer to our prayers. And it calls God to work, not necessarily just in the lives of individual persons who are going through a rough time, but to work in the life of the church and to work in our own faith journey, to break through in miraculous ways and to break through in miraculous ways that don't necessarily have stipulations attached to them. Namely, when we talk about breakthrough prayer, and especially as we look at our breakthrough prayer today, we will see that breakthrough prayer is a type of forward-thinking prayer. Right? We are praying for the work that God can and will do, and in that, we look at our next breakthrough prayer as it really begins to speak to this mindset of what breakthrough prayer can do for us. And when we come to our breakthrough prayer today, we ask questions about our prayer life, really contemplative questions as we begin to wrestle, right? Do we often pray for what we want? Do we bring our own notions of life and healing when we pray? And even thinking, what are the stipulations that we put on prayer when we pray to God? You see, when it comes to prayer, and especially as we think about it in reference to our praying for what God will do in this congregation... Do we think that we already know what God is going to call us to do? Do we go into this process already having the answers? And then we turn this process into say, God, would you just bless this, this thing? Instead of pausing and reflecting if that's where God is calling us. Yes, there is a place in this process in which we get to the place in which we know that God is calling us to do something, that we pray that prayer of, Lord, bless this ministry, bless this opportunity, bless all those persons who are going to be partaking. But friends, we have to do this important task of pausing, of discerning, and in that discernment to surrender. 
You see, Kibby, in one of her reflections here, is reflecting on a pastor who reads a letter to her church's uh, administrative council when they are talking about prayer. And they get lost in this idea that if God would just help the ministries that they're doing, they could be this perfect and great beacon church. And she's trying to get them to think deeper. And the pastor reads this letter that says, the purpose of prayer isn't to get God to do things for us, to protect us, or to shower us with special blessings. Yes, although God does love to do this at times, the real purpose of prayer is to surrender ourselves for God to do things in and through us. I want to read that line again. The real purpose of prayer is to surrender ourselves for God to do things in and through us. And it is this understanding, it is this definition of prayer that we bring into this fourth week of our series on breakthrough prayer. And as we move in to our, the next breakthrough prayer that we are going to talk about. And we look at just one line. Just one line of this transformational prayer that Jesus talk, teaches us. We're going to look at it in the context of the whole prayer, but, but our breakthrough prayer is really found right there in the middle of verse 10. I want you to pull out your notes page there, and, and if you have that pencil in front of you, and I want you to look right there in the middle of verse 10, and I want you to underline, circle, whatever, whatever you need to help you see this verse. Your will be done. Your will be done. This week, we are going to look at the holy surrender, breakthrough prayer. That's our blue rock right here in front of us. And you know what? As I mentioned, as I was closing out our worship service last week, I said, you know what? This is one of the hardest prayers that we can pray. This is one of the hardest breakthrough prayers that we can pray. It's not because the words are not easy. Think about how easy it is to say that sentence. God, your will be done. Right? That, I mean, that's four simple words that we can say. But you see, it's not the words that make it a difficult prayer. It's the mindset. It's the way we pray those words. And it's the way that we surrender to God in praying those words. It's not a tough prayer to say, but it's tough because this prayer contains within it a sense of spiritual vagueness. And it is upon us to approach this prayer with that spiritual vagueness. I have no idea what that will is. I have no idea what that desire is. I have no idea how God is going to do it. That is why I'm praying this prayer. And we have to be willing to approach this manner of holy surrender prayer with that mindset. Because even when we're bold enough to pray this prayer, we probably have notions within our mind of what the just resolution of this prayer would be. We already sometimes have the answer worked out before we even pray the prayer. But you see, the thing that Jesus teaches us in this Lord's Prayer, the thing that we see from this passage in its entirety, is that when the disciples ask Jesus, Jesus, how do we pray? And Jesus offers them this prayer as a template for what their prayers look like. What do we learn? We learn that in the midst of prayer, we surrender. 
Right? There's a reason that this becomes the focal point of the Lord's Prayer. Because surrounding it, encompassing this line, is this prayer of surrender. Right? There's this sense of adoration that we offer to God within this prayer. There's this sense of surrender. There's this sense of emptiness that we offer before God. For God to do within us what God desires. What God's will in us is. And if we look especially at that line, and we see the way in which that line ties this manner of surrender together, right? Your will be done. And you see, here's the cool thing, because when we look, and we look at the way that this sentence could be translated, we learn even more. Because that word will, it could be translated as will, as desire, as purpose. You see this, this, this thing opening up, that word done, can be translated as, as arise, appear, or here's the really cool one, break through. Right? When we're praying this prayer, when we're looking at it, God, your will, your purpose, your desire, may it be done, may it arise, may it appear. Lord, may it break through. Gosh, just one line so rich with this tradition of surrender that is present within our faith. Whether we consider this a prayer of holy surrender or a prayer of holy release, it plays into this mindset of reliance and existence within the, God, within the context of God's wills, of God's will, not ours. You see, within the church, it is imperative that we approach our task as the church with this mindset Because when we bring our own will, our own desires, our own ambitions into the church, it will undoubtedly cloud the vision of what God can and will do. And in fact, this is the foundational prayer that Kibbe bases this whole idea of breakthrough prayer initiative, of visioning, of all this. She starts it here with this breakthrough prayer of surrender. This holy surrender prayer. Because this prayer helps create that mindset. This prayer leads to removals of our own ambitions and calls upon God to truly place upon our hearts God's desire, God's will. And you see, Kibbe notes that this is not an easy task. Because undoubtedly, surrendering means we have to leave something behind. And Kibbe talks about it in this, in this almost poetic way when she refers to this poem by Oswald, no, not this poem, this, this piece by Oswald Chambers, in which Chambers writes, No one enters into the experience of entire sanctification without going through a white funeral the burial of, an old, of the old life. If there has never been cri- this crisis of death, sanctification is nothing more than a vision. There must be a white funeral, a death that has only one resurrection, a resurrection into life, into the life of Jesus Christ. Nothing can upset such a life. It is one with God for one purpose, to be witness to him. We skirt the cemetery and all the time refuse to go to death. It is not striving to go to death, it is dying, baptized into his death. What a beautiful picture 
of what it looks like to surrender to God. And, and what a difficult thing for us to wrestle with, right? I mean, it seems awfully bold and broad of an understanding of what is happening in this prayer. But I think it's a good thought for us to ponder upon as we think about what it looks like to surrender to God's will. You see, our problem, oftentimes as humans, is we want to have control. We want to feel in control. We want want to dictate the nature of our life. And in a way, what God is calling us towards in our relationship with God is to surrender that desire, to surrender that control, to surrender that idea that we dictate the nature of our life, and to surrender and to find the desire that God has for you. You see, we're very good at holding on to things longer than necessary. We're people who hold tight to our traditions. We become reliant on the safety of our traditions. And it often prevents us from looking forward into who God calls us to be. Now, I don't want you to hear that we're collecting all of our traditions together and throwing them in the trash and burning them. No, we're not doing that. But we have to remember what we talked about when we talked about breakthrough prayers. It is a forward-thinking prayer. And do we ponder upon the ways in which our traditions may be holding us back? Do we ponder upon the ways in which where we have been, our past, hinders us from moving forward into God's designed will? You see, we have this deep wealth of knowledge and insight, but we have to look forward. This prayer of surrender involves this aspect of a white funeral because it inherently says that in order for us to move to where God desires for us to be, that may mean that there has to be this sense of loss. It does not mean the past is bad. It does not mean that what we were doing is bad. It does not mean that our traditions are bad. It means that we must find ways to celebrate where we have been but look to the desire and will God has for us moving forward. I mean, when we pray this breakthrough prayer, it's difficult because where we have been is comfortable. It feels familiar. And the the comfortability eases our anxiety. And it allows us to feel more rest assured. And when we think about that, There is comfort in that sense of knowingness. I mean, I often tell people, so if you ever come to my house, and, and, you know, just don't don't just barge through the door, maybe ring the doorbell, knock, I don't know, but like if you come to our house and our TV is on, which like 92% of the time it often is, um, and, and I have control of the TV and it's not some children's cartoon, I forgot to talk about that in the last service, but you know, most of the times it's some sort of Disney cartoon. But if I have control of the remote, it's normally on one of a handful of things. It's either on Friends, Parks and Recreation, Big Bang Theory, How I Met Your Mother, or one of the eight Harry Potter movies. Because I have seen all of those things more times than I can count, and more times than I would probably be even comfortable disclosing to my therapist. 
But, y'all, I know what happens in those shows. Like, I know who's dying when. I know when people are breaking up. And, like, it doesn't bother me anymore because it's comfortable. It's known. And, y'all, even if I'm watching something new, I'm watching it, like, with my phone, with Wikipedia open to the page that the show is on so that I can see what is happening next. Y'all, I don't do good with the unknown, especially when it comes to TV. But you see, there is this point that there may be comfort in the known, right? There may be comfort in what we know, but here's the thing. God calls us into the unknown. God calls us into those difficult and uncomfortable places. And the answer to this prayer And the reason that it becomes so difficult for us to truly, I mean, pray this prayer in a manner of surrender is one, because probably many of us are afraid of where it's going to lead, right? We're afraid that if we truly pray, Lord, thy will be done. Dear God, what have I just done? What have I just prayed? And there's this fear of what may happen when that answer comes. The answer to this prayer is often the unknown. And so it can fill us with fear, with trepidation. But here's the thing. Also in the midst of this prayer. Because remember, this prayer is full of a lot of things. As are all of these breakthrough prayers. Is the comfort of God. Is the guidance of God is the shepherding of God. Because friends, if we are bold enough to pray to God, thy will be done, God's not just going to say, here's the will, and then go do it. God's going to say, here's my will. Let's do it together. That's the promise. And when we come to this prayer in that manner of surrender, We do so knowing that God is there to walk the road right alongside of us. We don't come to this prayer with the answer already concocted in our head. We cannot come to God already knowing what the answer is. We cannot pray to God and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? And already have the vision built up within us because we're going to get that process clouded and colored. And I know because I do this all the time. In like every test that I have taken in terms of church leadership, I always get identified as an innovator. I'm always someone who has ideas. And if any of y'all work with me for any length of time, you will just hear me like spit out ideas. And it's taken that real pause to say, okay, like I've got ideas, but let's put them aside. Because those may be good ideas for Andrew, but are those necessarily where God is calling Beach Grove? I don't know yet. I don't know yet because we're still in the midst of this process. And yes, as we go along this journey, these ideas that we have, that we continue to talk about, that we continue to pray about, they're going to get born into the fruits that God is calling us to bear. And it's not a perfect science. Sometimes we miss things. Like We miss things all the time. But we are called to come to God in this manner of surrender so that God is the one who is calling us. So that it is God's desire, that it is God's will, that it is not my will, that it is not your will. And so we have just begun this visioning process. 
And at the beginning is prayer. Lots of prayer. Probably you feel an exhausting amount of prayer. But this is probably the most important step. This prayer of surrender is the one we most look to as we seek to relinquish control of this church to God. That we seek to relinquish control of this church, this community, this place. For God's desire to reign forth. And so I encourage you, as you go forth in this place, I've, as, I've encouraged you with all of these prayers, to make this a part of your prayer ritual, right? These are, these are prayers that are helping us to learn and grow. There's Obviously, in some of these prayers, there are more specific times in which we use them than others. But if they're not, if they're not part of our embedded theology, then where do we turn when we truly need them? And so make this part of your prayer ritual. Imagine what that white funeral may look like for you. What are those things that you may need to to set? What are those deaths that you need to offer to God, that you need to offer to God for God to uh, bring in that sense and spirit of resurrection in order to create new life? And it is this nature of surrendering our will for God's will that then opens us to God's vision. Let us pray together. Lord, may, may thy, thy will, will be, be done. done. Amen. Amen.